Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to We Watched a Thing. I'm Billy. I'm not Billy. No. I'm Topher. Yeah, that's your name. You did it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what did we watch this week, Toph? This week we watched Deadpool 2. We definitely did. Sequel to Deadpool. Can I ask a question, actually, speaking of this being a sequel? I have not seen any of the X-Men films. Which is weird, given it- that you're you. <laughs> I, like, I it's, it's, it's always been weird. It's always been weird. I did at one point start watching X3, but I didn't make it through the whole thing. That's not the one you want to start on. I, ha- I haven't even seen Logan, which I know I'm supposed to. Like, everyone raves about it. Yeah, it's not as good as everyone says. <laughs> <laughs> but, so can I ask, is, are these movies part of that universe? Yes. They are? Te- yes, technically I suppose they are. But they have an odd relationship with them, of course, because they spend a lot of time poking fun at it. Yeah. But, but yeah, they do exist there. Is there any correlation with these? No. No? no. Nothing at all? No. So, do you want to know what Deadpool 2 is about? Yeah, sure. Hit me up with what IMDb have to say. Foul-mouthed mutant mercenary Wade Wilson, aka Deadpool, brings together a team of fellow mutant rogues to protect a young boy of supernatural abilities from the brutal time-travelling mutant Cable. Is, Cab- is Cable a mutant? I was going to say, I thought he was a cyborg. Yeah, he's just a- he's a- yeah, he's a person with a sick arm. Yeah, I didn't- I didn't think he's a mutant. But I- I guess, like, where do you- where do you- draw the line, really? Like, okay, so Wolverine has mutant abilities, but on top of that- He's just got knives in his arm. I guess, is he a cyborg That's not on mutant? top of it. It's part of his mutation, is that he has no, claws. Not. Yeah, They're but just- he's already got the claws. Then they get coated in adamantium yeah. as an extra bonus. But the claws are still part of his mutation. Yeah, okay. Whereas with Cable, it's not like he grew a gun arm. Nah. <laughs> I feel like he had help. <laughs> just a little bit, just a pinch. So, written by Rhett Reese, Paul Wernick, and Ryan Reynolds, and directed not by Tim Miller, who helmed the first one, uh, but by David Leach. Uh, it stars Ryan Reynolds, Josh Brolin, Morina Baccarin, Julian Dennison, Zazie Beats, TJ Miller, and Jack Kessie. It's made on a pretty high budget compared to the first one of $110 million compared to the first one's $50 million. And so far, it's brought in over $300 million at the box office. Only opened a couple of days ago. So, pretty good. All right. So, hit us with your thoughts. My thoughts. So, okay. We, we're basically lockstep with the first Deadpool film. We both enjoyed it. We thought it was fun. We weren't as taken as- let's just say the rest of the world. Yeah, I li- I liked it, but I thought it was overrated. Maybe it was, I didn't see it like as soon as it came out. So maybe I feel like there was a lot of hype around it, which I didn't think it lived up to. I thought it was fun though. I thought it was a good movie. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but it was, and this is me being a broken record with comic book films, it was disposable fun. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. I don't think it changed the world. I do think it opened some doors in terms of R-rated. You know, I don't think we would have got Logan without it. Uh, and I think we're seeing more of that kind of adult stuff. But that being said, we we had Kick-Ass. You know, we had James Gunn's Super. It's not like Deadpool was the first movie to ever do this. It was just the biggest. So, Deadpool 2 for you, better, worse, the same as Deadpool? I think on the whole, better. I think there are some things it does better, some things it does does worse. But I think as a film, I like it better. Mm-hmm. You? Uh, not quite as good. Yeah, okay. For me. What, what do you think that comes down to? I think that the first one, I enjoyed more the first one's ability to play with the genre. Yeah. Okay. Whereas this one, Deadpool 2 to me, feels more like one of these genre films than a film that exists 
in quite a large part to poke fun at the genre. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, this one definitely, I think its storytelling elements are much stronger. I think its characters are much better. But yeah, I do think its comedy isn't as strong. And I guess when you're looking at a comedy action film like this, which, yeah, like you said, it's almost a parody. If the comedy's not quite there, it's, yeah, it's a little bit off. I think particularly like the first half of this film- I think lacks a bit of momentum. Sometimes I think it's a bit stuck in the mud storytelling wise. And it's like, all right, come on. It it took me a while to get into this movie. It And at first I was like, um, like we're just kind of rehashing the same, like, even though, you know, we have that opening scene, which really, it, it changes things like spoiler alert, as always straight up Vanessa dies, his girlfriend, which, you know, changes the whole, the whole game. But, we're still kind of seeing the same stuff even despite that. Like when the opening credit scene started and they're going with that same gag that worked so well in the first one, I was just a bit like, are we really just doing the same thing again, but not as funny? <laughs> it was one thing I was worried from the trailer and the trailers. I don't know if you saw a trailer. Before I didn't see a it. single trailer before this movie. I was reasonably underwhelmed by the trailers for Deadpool 2. And okay. I was kind of worried that this was going to be a film that was just trying so hard to be funny yeah that everything else got a bit lost it'd be like you know having a conversation with me yeah i feel i feel like they went the opposite i feel like the jokes were much more subdued for the most part like there were a couple of outrageous bits like i laughed a lot at baby legs baby legs i thought was a great scene actually like there was some really great moments of comedy in the movie i think that the whole kind of breaking the fourth wall which worked so well in the first one it got tiresome here, I thought. It kind of happened too many times. And we spoke about Ready Player One being references the movie. This was like, this was just pop culture reference after pop culture reference, which, you know, I mean, that's what Deadpool is. And in the first one, I felt like that worked. But here, they're like, I feel like 50-50 it landed and it didn't. Yep. Because there, there's some sequences and some and some jokes that I think worked really, really well. Like the baby leg scene. Yeah. Yeah, it's just hysterical. It's funny. You know, the best part of that scene is when he does the Sharon Stone. Yeah. That's so good. And I'll say, as in the first one, I think Ryan Reynolds is really good. He's great. And you know what? He is Deadpool. Like, Deadpool is one of those really kind of B characters. No, not no one, but- For the large majority of people watching this movie, they haven't read the comics. So, like, as far as I know, Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. He's the embodied- Especially because I haven't seen the X-Men movies, which I think Deadpool is in. Uh, He was in the first of the Wolverine spinoffs. Okay. And which, I mean, that movie is a turd. (laughs) And people people who were fans of Deadpool, like, as I understand it, rioted at the depiction of Deadpool in that film. Yeah, right. Yeah. Just everything about that is bad. Yeah. Never even if you get around to watching the X-Men films, don't, watch don't bother with any <laughs> don't bother with any Wolverine spin-off. They're all god awful apart from Logan, which yeah, right. is not as good as maybe people <laughs> think it is, but it's it's totally watchable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, cuz like to me Ryan Reynolds is Deadpool. He does a great job. He's he's hysterical. His timing is good. He's charming even though he's all munted up. Like he, he's cool. I like him. And like on the rest of the cast, I loved Domino. I thought Yeah, I thought Zazie Beetz was good. She was not just like her her acting, the character, the writing of that character. I thought that that was the highlight of the film for me was Domino. Um, I certainly enjoyed the Stan Lee cameo as it was in this film as compared to most. I actually don't recall. Where they, because, okay, normally the Stan Lee cameos don't happen in the 
X-Men films. It's just a an MCU thing. Yeah, But yeah. there was just a- there was We went past a building with a bunch of graffiti art on it that was Stan Lee's head. Oh, right. And I was like, that's a lot less annoying to me than <laughs> every other jammed in there. Other than, like, the first Iron Man film where it was good. Yeah. Every other film, I'm just like, enough. And stop wheeling out, Stan. Yeah. This is old. <laughs> And it sucks. Yeah, the cameos in this film were top notch, though. Yes, there I, were some good ones. I was hesitant about the whole Deadpool forming a team thing, but <laughs> the cameos we got there were fantastic. Like Terry Crews. I don't, that's that's not. I don't think that's a cameo. That's you a. Don't think so. That's a small role. It's not a. Oh, like mate, Brad were, Pitt is a cameo. They were in like one scene and then they die instantly. It was brilliant. Oh, see, I think that I thought the X Force went on for too long. Like, if you're going to put really? that much effort into introducing them and everything, then do something with them. No, I thought that's what was brilliant about it. I thought that's what was so funny. And there's that bit you were talking about that they kind of missed is that that spinning the genre on its head thing. That's exactly what that scene did for me so well. Mm. That see, whole think- going through the recruitment process, going through this whole thing, and then the, all of them bar one dying was hysterical. Yeah, I, I just wasn't into it. Oh, really? There, there's things about it I liked. The recruitment scene wasn't as funny as I thought it was going to be because you see a bit of it in the trailer. Okay, well, and maybe the trailer, I haven't seen the trailer. In the trailer, I was like, this looks funny. Yeah, right. And then I was like, oh, okay, yeah. And then other than the Brad Pitt, Tyler Durden-ish Flash frame, which is which is good. <laughs> I was a bit meh. Oh, right. It. Maybe it's because I hadn't seen the trailer, so I didn't know anything that was coming. But I, I just found that whole sequence hysterical. I did really like the Brad Pitt bit because you, A, get this- Like, Brad Pitt was at one point talking to them about Cable. Right. Like, I don't, I don't know if they ever got as far as he was offered the role, but he certainly at one point talked to them about it. Yeah. So, you, get, you still get this nice sort of, hey, we still get Brad Pitt, and you get this, like, nod to Fight Club and- that I, I really liked that. Just the rest of the X-Force, I was just- And I didn't care at all when they died because I didn't, I didn't like any of them. Yeah, but I don't think you were meant to care. Like, I didn't care. I was just laughing. Yeah. Like, that to me was one of those bits of comedy that really landed. Yeah. I- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, it was a bit symptomatic of that whole of a whole chunk of this film where I was thinking, can we move this on? Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe part of it is the fact that- So, I mean, in that point of the film, they're going after the kid. I've forgotten yep. forgot his name. Russell. Russell. Or Fire Fist. Fire Fist, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking of him as, as the Wilder people. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one thing that I suppose kind of doesn't work for me about this film is that I just don't care about the plot. I don't actually care about Russell. Yeah, okay. Or anything to do with- like I, well, I don't care about Cable's family because- We've never met them. We just know that they're dead. So, that yeah. holds no weight. Yeah. I actually- The the Cable stuff- I, I liked Josh Brolin. I thought he was great. I don't think he had a lot to work with, to be honest. No. No. I agree. And I, I don't know whether they are doing that thing that comic book movies sometimes do, where they are expecting the audience to have some prior knowledge of its characters. Because Cable- was very hastily introduced. That first scene where we see him in the burnt out apartment and he picks up the teddy bear, I had no idea that was his apartment in the future. I thought that was Deadpool's place because that came almost immediately after Deadpool had set his place on fire. I thought we were there. And I was like, I was really confused as to what is going on until it became apparent he was a time traveler. Did you have the same thing or am I just a numpty? I initially, when he first walked into the apartment and, and it's all burnt out, I was like, oh, he's why is he already tracking- Deadpool. And then, yeah. then it was like, oh, no, that's not Deadpool's apartment. Yeah. Um, but 
I don't care about the burnt out corpses in that scene. <laughs> I actually don't remember seeing any corpses. I just, I remember the burnt out apartment and the teddy bear. Mm. But yeah, I don't know. In general, I'm a Josh Brolin fan. Yeah. Um, and I don't think he's bad in this, but there's not a heap for Cable to do. Yeah, I kind of felt that way about a lot of- I was the same with Juggernaut. I was like, why is Juggernaut here? This would have been the exact same movie without him there. Juggernaut was thoroughly underwhelming. The only thing good about Juggernaut is that compared to the Juggernaut in X-Men The Last Stand, <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> I just thought the CGI on his character was bad. Yeah. He, he did absolutely nothing. It would have been the exact same plot if Russell had just stayed by himself instead. Of, in fact, it might have been better because we would have got Russell actually becoming more powerful and angry instead of having another person to do it for him. Yeah. Yeah. It is a bit problematic, I think, with the character of Russell is that he's never kind of in charge of his own story. Yeah. He's kind of just being taken along on this journey. So, how much am I meant to either dislike him as a an almost villain or care about him yeah. in any way? Yes. It's not- you don't get that kind of Darth Vader struggle between, you know, light and dark with him. He's just- uh, yeah, I don't know. It's you're like you get, you get told that he's on this path, but you never- you never see that really. Yeah. You never imagine it. It's only because they tell you yeah. that this is going to happen to him. They never show it. Yeah. Julian Dennison in this film- and anyone who's seen Hunt for the Wilder People knows that Julian Dennison can do comedy. Oh, he awesome. was- he was hysterical in Hunt for the fantastic. Yeah. He's not- He's not nearly as good for me in this film as he is in Hunt for the Wilder People. I get that. But going back to with Juggernaut, that's one of my one of my little beefs with it is that rather than poking fun at the genre, that end fight between Juggernaut and old mate Steel Man. Yeah, yeah. Big um, old Steel dude. Colossus? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That fight between Juggernaut and Colossus is is one of those typical zero stakes comic book fights. He yeah. like he really can't be hurt, so whatever. You know, I'm going to throw something out there, and you're going to call me an idiot. Puppets. <laughs> is this just word association? What do you? <laughs> why couldn't? And this is going to sound crazy. Why couldn't Colossus and Juggernaut do the fight been, scene, have, Team America style? Why couldn't they have been puppets? In, I'm talking like good puppets, like Jim Henson puppets. But if we're poking fun at the genre, and one of the staples of the genre is excessive CGI, which doesn't look good, and in this, it doesn't look good. Why not spin that on its head and literally, like, why can't Colossus have been a dude in a big suit? I wish you had been part of this production. I, th I, think I think that, that would have improved it tenfold. You wouldn't have dodgy CGI. It still would have been hilarious and you still could have played with their physics and stuff a lot more. And it would have added to the comedy. I'm just like, why? I feel like that was a missed opportunity. When you're making fun of the genre, think about how you can spin it on its head like that. I like it. Like, I think one of the worst things about Infinity War, which I loved, I thought one of the worst things was that Josh Brolin was just CGI. I would have loved if they had gone a little bit more practical with Thanos. And I think that this is a prime example where maybe puppets was a stretch, but like we could have gone way more practical with these characters and had a better, funnier result. I thought there was there was more comedy to be mined in the the Thanos cable thing. Yeah. Like there's one like he, he he calls him Thanos once. Yeah. It's just this throwaway thing. Yeah. But I think there was I th I feel like there was more fun to be had there. I feel like there's more fun to be had across the board. And there's some of the that end credit scene we got where for example Deadpool goes back in time and and kills himself as Ryan Reynolds before doing Green Lantern. 
that was great. Like this is the best mid credit scene we've had. Yeah, in, that in was a good. Movie. That was good. When he when he busts in on X Men Origins Wolverine. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, unkilling his wife is is some lazy ass. <laughs> yeah. Stuff. Here's a question. Okay, that's actually and that's. That brings me to one of my favourite lines in the film. That's just lazy writing. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was thing. good. If you're going to do it, throw a shade on it. Just make it known. And it's instantly not lazy anymore because you can't you can't complain about it. And because, I mean, cable, cable joining them to begin with happens too easily for me. Yeah. I, I agree. I actually didn't even notice at the time, but I was listening to another podcast this morning who was talking about it. And they pointed out that the entire scene, the entire fight, between Juggernaut and Deadpool, Cable's actually knocked out for. And yet it's when he wakes up that he's like, oh, that's when he decides to join Deadpool because he's like, oh, I can't take on Juggernaut by myself. But he didn't even see the fight. He hasn't seen Juggernaut. It is very lazy. But like you said, if you throw a shade on it, it's not lazy anymore. <laughs> or it still is. And just you weren't like, who knows? I don't, we don't know what came first. The lazy writing or the joke about lazy writing. Yeah, Someone true. might have said this script writing here actually sucks. And so let's make a joke out of it. Yeah. Or they were like, we're going to make a joke out of some shit house script writing. <laughs> so now we have to do some rubbish script writing. <laughs> I bet it was the first one. So do I. <laughs> Here's a question, though, with the time travel stuff at the end. Did he save his wife? Yeah, I think so. Y- is that canon? I think so. I am so confused. Like, lazy writing to the max, man. Like, like most time travel movies have a paradox or two. Because I actually thought that the, you know, the, the kind of heaven scenes between Wade- yeah, I enjoyed them a lot. I thought they were quite good, actually. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's what I mean. There were elements of this movie where I thought the storytelling was way stronger than the first one. And that that was- There isn't that, that much of a plot in, de- in the first one. No, there's not. The, like, the first one, d- does it all take place in one day? Well, there's long enough for his hand to completely regrow. Yeah, that takes yeah. more than a day. Maybe I just have a bad memory. Yeah, so you think that's canon, that, he's, that Vanessa's back now? I think Vanessa's back. That's crazy to me. That's- <laughs> I'm, I'm really confused now by how all of that works. And, I mean, my other question about those scenes is that the joke of him rewriting the X-Men origin movie with himself in it, is this is going to sound weird and trippy. Is that canon? I don't think so. Because here's the thing. If this gets a, tr- if this gets a third movie, I don't know if you realize this, this will be the first standalone superhero trilogy since Nolan's Dark Knight series. Every superhero movie since then has been part of a larger universe. Yeah. But- if he's rewritten the X Men series and he's now part of that, does that still count? <laughs> I think they're going to. Um, my oh, don't quote me on this, but I think there is going to be an X Force film before there's another Deadpool film. Right. So but all the X Force died. It's just him and Domino. Well, but but they could use everyone who's alive at the end. So Domino, Colossus, Negasonic Teenage. Oh, who's useless in this Warhead? Movie, by who's the way. yeah, not great in this film. No. She- Barely and again, there. not her fault, just doesn't have- Just got nothing to work with. So, you've got like them and Cable. Yeah. So, you can create an X-Force out of that. Yeah, I guess. Whether they should. What else do I like about this film? I liked a little bit about the, the X-Men hiding behind the door. Yeah, okay. That yeah. was a funny moment. <laughs> that was genuinely funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. There were moments of that fourth wall breaking that really worked. And then there were other moments that just fell a bit flat for me. I really enjoyed the score and the soundtrack in this movie. I think the use of um, pop music 
is one of the strongest elements of these Deadpool films. It's always well-timed. It's always funny. I think it works. And, and I think the score itself was really good in this one too. Like the the orchestral choir singing. That was my favorite bit of Juggernaut stuff was when he's brave and it's like, holy shit balls, <laughs> yeah. holy shit balls. That was funny. I enjoyed that. Uh, another thing- uh, another sequence that I did really like is the death scene at the end. Yes, I enjoyed that a lot. I was hesitant about not having Tim Miller on board for this one because I felt like his direction and style was a large part of the first one. But I feel like the direction and cinematography in this one was, like most of these superhero movies, it's nothing inventive, or but it serves its purpose. But that scene, I think the use of slow motion in that scene was done to really, really great effect, which can usually look cheesy, but I thought it was great. That part about that part of it, I don't care that much about. But just once Wade is then just on the ground dying for an awfully long time, yeah, <laughs> that scene worked for me, and it just kept going. Yep. yep, I actually, I actually wish they'd gone further with it, like yeah. go full like Family Guy, just draw it out to a point where it's genuinely ridiculous. Yeah. I actually would have been totally on board with that. <laughs> yeah. Finally, the one thing that I will always really like about both Deadpool and Deadpool Two is that. There's not really any other movies like them. Like, nothing else really touches this where it's almost parody, but it still takes itself seriously, but it's really funny at the same time. So, I appreciate that about them. So, all in all, yeah, I thought it was good. I think some of it was better than the first. Some of it wasn't as good as the first. What are you scoring it? I'm a five out of ten. A five? Yep. For me, it's fine. I had a little bit more fun than that. I'm going a seven. I, I enjoyed it. I'm telling you, man, puppets. They should have gone with puppets. I'm all for it. That's the future, man. Yeah. You should probably, you know, start a fan petition. I hear they work. Screw Juggernaut. They should have had Ludo. (laughs) (laughs) That would be great. That would have been way better if Russell breaks into that, into the the cage and there's Ludo sitting there. Ludo friend. Actually would have been amazing. That's what we need. Smell bad. <laughs> like as long as we're doing like universe crossovers, let's let's mix it up, man. Let's let's get some other stuff happening in There's there. There's a monster down there and it's it's Bowie's bulge. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, that line did have that line did get me going. We still have Bowie. Yep. <laughs> that was good stuff. Except that that scene involved TJ Miller, so for me it was really painful. Let's talk about TJ Miller. So Do we have to <laughs> So, we never tell anything, any of our thoughts to the other person before we record, but you did message me and say, I'm going to break protocol. I hated TJ Miller. <laughs> Which is not news. I Because I, I don't like TJ Miller. See, I actually had forgotten that he was even in the first one. And when he rocked up, I was surprised. I was like, oh, he's still allowed to work in film. <laughs> but I guess they shot this before all that happened. I half expected them to, like, Kevin Spacey him out of it. Yeah. Like- did we use like what other unfunny, irritating person could we bring in here? <laughs> all right, so all in all, it's I guess would you call this a recommendation from us? We're averaging out at a six, so yep, yep. So there you go. I, I mean, I reckon it's good fun. I would say you know definitely go check it out, and I'd say it's worth seeing at the movies too if you're the kind of person who likes to go to the movies. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> if you're one of those crazy people, yeah. Like I don't think I don't think you have to rush out and see it at the movies, but if you want to go to the movies anyway. Sure, go see it. All right, so what are we getting to next week? Shit, I can't remember. Mate, it's the big one. Oh, 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 oh yes. <laughs> yes, we're back into Star Wars land next week. We sure are. Next week, we'll be seeing Solo. A Star Wars story. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I hate that title. little thing. Would wh- How would you prefer it to be done? Would you prefer it to not mention Star Wars at all? 
I'd just do, I would do Star Wars Colon, solo. A solo. Star Wars yeah. solo. Yes, what you said. Yeah, I think that would work. Yep, a Star Wars story. It's just stupid. So next, so we'll be doing that. We'll drop in that early um, because it's solo. So that'll come out Monday. And then what special treat are we going to have on Thursday on our regular? It's flashback time, isn't it? It sure is. And what am I going to make you watch? <laughs> 1998's Sphere. That's right. One of the best sci-fi movies ever. I don't, I don't think you're allowed to just lie like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you've made me watch some total crap. So, I thought I may as well bring something good mm, to the table about for once. Yep. So, yeah, it's classics and we'll be watching 1998's Sphere. So, if you want to check that out, then- you don't have to, though. <laughs> I think you should. You should watch it so that you can listen along. <laughs> All right. Well, that's us. That's us for this week. If you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchthething.com or wewatchthething at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at wewatchthething. And thanks for joining us. Bye, everyone. Quiz time. Who's got four legs, an opposable tail, and fans all over the world? It's Scooby-Doo, our favorite whipper. Join me and my guests on the Meddling Kids podcast for an irreverent review of Scooby-Doo. It's family-friendly, although there is occasional talk about hot villains. Join me, Julie Kinn, every Monday on the Meddling Kids podcast.